Welcome, everyone, episode 441 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic is going to be the newly released uh, Dragon Ball Z game that I think all Dragon Ball Z fans were waiting for in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It is the, I guess it's open world RPG, right, Will? Yep. Kind um, of. Kind of, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Couple, couple qualifiers there, but uh, really, like, as long as I can remember, as long as I've been a Dragon Ball Z fan, I've been looking for this game. So I'll be interested. I have not played it. Will's played it. Uh, I, I'd be, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, Will. So okay. that's going to be our main topic. Uh, I did check out a couple of reviews, uh, which we will also cover during the episode. So, Will, do you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode? Not really. I've just been playing World of Warcraft. More WoW. Okay. Yeah, like a like an animal nice um the only things i I played a lot of pokemon i played some more Fortnite. um gosh did i play anything i don't think i played anything else that's pretty much it i'm really making i I don't know if i talked about this last week but i'm really making a concerted effort to beat games that i've started Uh, especially ones i started late last year that i don't want oh I've, i've been playing a bunch of the outer worlds too Ooh. Um, I'm really making a concerted effort to finish these games. I hate leaving games unfinished, uh, especially like uh, you know earlier in the year it was it was I played a lot of Sekiro. Um, I don't feel bad not finishing that game. I don't know that I'll ever finish that game because of how hard it is. Uh, so that one doesn't bother me as much as a game like The Outer Worlds that I need to finish because well, I just need the time. You know, I just need to to make the push. So I did play that too. So I'll talk a little bit about that during what we played. I mean, unless you're a highly skilled gamer, you're not going to be able to finish uh, Sekiro. Yeah, or or incredibly uh, persistent. I if I did if I wasn't playing so many different games, I would love to to tackle it. But I, you know, I try to I try to balance myself out and play a bunch of different things. So it's um, better for your health and the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I I I like some frustration and overcoming obstacles in a game, but that was that was a bit much. A little excessive. Yeah. So, anyway, Will, let's hear about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah. While, so while I call. I'm going to call up some of the reviews that I checked out about the game while we're while we're here. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have any questions, Dan, fire away about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do. Because um, I will, hopefully we'll be able to answer everything. But uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is developed by CyberConnect Two and published by uh, Bandco Namco or Bandai Namco. Uh, and basically what this game is, is an open world retelling of the Dragon Ball Z series. Um, it's kind of the dream game that I think a lot of people who love Dragon Ball Z have been waiting for. Because mm-hmm. um, it does, it's having, I, for reference, I have just finished the Frieza saga. Uh, wow. So I did everything on Namek and killed Frieza and all that stuff. And... I'm basically in between sagas right now. The next saga is going to be the Android saga. So right before you meet Trunks. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I've put in probably 18 hours into the game so oh, wow. far. That's yeah, pretty, I played a it, lot. It only came out a week ago, so that's pretty good. pretty good amount. Yep. I actually played like six hours-ish today. Okay. Um, six to seven hours, and I plan on playing more. But 
Yeah, so it pretty much covers right from when Goku uh, is in the wild with Gohan at the very beginning to where Raditz takes Gohan, and it goes all the way to the end of where you fight Kid Buu and kill Kid Buu. So it's all of that. Um, the game does... As a very huge Dragon Ball Z loyalist, there are some things that miss that are missing from it because they can't cover everything that happens sure. in the anime. Um, so there are some scenes that I really love that aren't uh, in there. Um, I don't know if I should spoil anyone's that. Well, I guess some of them, especially because they're early, like the iconic "It's over nine thousand line. Okay, is not in here at all. Um, they change up how some of the. Like, the story beats are the same, but they kind of change up how some of them happen. Like, uh, when you're on Namek and right before Goku intervenes when they're fighting the Ginyu Force, uh-huh. uh, Gohan gets essentially killed uh, by a raccoon, and that's not really in there. Yeah. It's little stuff like that. Do, I don't care that much, though. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, would, are they looking to make it more video game friendly, right? Yeah, I think they're making it more video game friendly, a little bit more easily digestible because, I mean, Dragon Ball Z was 300 episodes-ish. All of that nuance of it, you're not going to be able to get all of it into a game. And this is a longer game. It's going to take me at least 35 hours to beat it. It's taking some people like 60. So it's a longer game, and I kind of understand, kind of cut some corners because I think they do a lot of story stuff better than the anime and this is probably gonna be blasphemous by saying this i actually think they did the goku turning super saiyan for the first time better okay cool. Uh, i think a big part of that is is the art style for this game i think is unbelievable i think it looks amazing and i think the super saiyan aura looks really 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 good um and it's the voice acting is pretty good for it because all of these characters have voiced their characters for 20 30 years at this point so like they have it down pat um so like the goku yell where he transforms into a super saiyan there's this like shemel doing it now when he's been doing it forever so he's a pro at at this point so like that's a scene for example that i think is actually uh pretty darn good um that they do and they do a really good job with um goku versus vegeta for the first time as well um that's really cool they recreate the classic Gallic gun versus kamehameha wave battle which is really cool or goku does the kaioken with it uh it does a lot of really cool things with the story and i think it's pretty faithfully retold and i would say for people who haven't really watched dragon ball z i think this is a good way for you to get all of the dragon ball z lore in a shorter experience because it's going to take you i don't know a long time to watch all of the episodes versus playing a 30 hour game or 40 hour game um i will say though i do think the anime is better at it because there's a lot of things that it does it tells more, I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah, um, I mean, I've always been of the mind, a little bit off topic here, but that a television show is better for, like, story, like the the adaptation of uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Um, it, there's so much in there that they wouldn't be able to get away with doing just a couple movies. Like, they would have to gloss over so much. So, in a lot of cases, a television show is better for that sort of stuff, um, you know, than... But, but in this case, like you said, you know, the anime as opposed to the game is going to have all the story bits and nuance and stuff that you would miss out on otherwise. Yeah, definitely. So like, I, I mean, 
as somebody who's like me who's playing it, I can go, huh, well, that's not really canon. But, you know, it's all right because it's just a it's an RPG's uh, Dragon Ball Z game and I'm playing it and I love it and it's a lot of fun. So uh, I'm I'm fine with that sort of thing. Like, whatever. Sure. Uh, they have to introduce mechanics in a more interesting way to be able to they write in like things that happen to be able to explain how to do some of the mechanics in the game, especially in the beginning. Um, Like one of them being uh, Yajirobe being out in the wild looking for Gohan when Piccolo steals Gohan and makes him survive on his own for six months. Like you run into Yajirobe that doesn't really happen actually in the anime, but it helps explain a a part of the game for uh, Gohan as you're learning it. It's about eating meals and stuff like that. So sure. Um, Another thing that I really like about it is that it's the open world okay so how am i gonna explain it the side quests i don't aren't great really um i will say i do enjoy being a character and flying through the world of dragon ball z collecting orbs and doing stuff like that like i think it's cool flying from objective objective because it kind of gives you a scale for a little bit of the dragon ball z world um because you really don't get that while watching the anime sure um you just go from set piece to set piece other than like goku's house um capsule corp or the kame house like it's just kind of like ah, oh, you know you, you don't really see too much of the world but like here you can fly around with it and it's pretty cool um yeah i like that part again it's not great and I, the side missions are pretty boring for the most part from what i've seen which is kind of a bummer but I wasn't expecting much with side missions. Yeah, a lot of people seemed to said that a lot of that stuff was seemed just like filler to make the game longer. Yeah, I would impression? agree with that. It's cool, like when you do the very first couple because you see, um, like, Ader is an example from Dragon Ball. Like, there's a lot of characters from Dragon Ball here giving you side quests, like Ader, Launch, um, the, the like Indian dude whose village that he fights against in the, the world martial arts tournaments. I can't really remember um, what his name is because uh, there's so many different characters. But yeah, like they, it's cool to like actually talk to them for like like oh my god, like I remember Ader. Like I'm watching Dragon Ball with my roommates right now, and I just got to the point where Goku sees Ader. So it's just uh-huh. like oh like okay, that's funny that that lined up like that. So it's stuff like that, but they don't really provide too awful much. Uh, but again, like. I'm playing this Dragon Ball Z game for a lot of the main story bits and like to kind of just fly around the world and kind of see what's going on. Uh, There are random battles that happen in the map too. Like you'll just be flying around and then there'll be like this set of robots that attack you or Frieza Force people or so on and so forth. Cybermen. Uh, Those get very repetitive though because like they're not challenging fights and they pop up a lot and it's just like... Yeah, eh. one, one of the things I wasn't ever clear on um, and I didn't read, want to read too much into it because I didn't want to spoil anything. But what, like, what is combat like in this game? Combat is as complex as you want it to be, or as basic as you want it to be. Okay, is kind of how I put it. I think the fighting is actually really good. I think people who are ragging on the fighting are just have unrealistic expectations for the game. I mean, at the end of the day, how do you want a Dragon Ball Z game to go? Right. fighting wise like what i'd be curious to know what people are expecting because there's combos there's stuff like that like if you're pressing so i'm using an xbox controller on pc because i have it on steam um because i'm sharing it with a bunch of people because i knew you Corey, and my roommate johnny would want to play it so i right. got it on steam for everybody so like for example you move around like normal but like if you're pressing a 
or you look around like normal, but you press A and you do that like that teleport warp thing that they do from whatever direction that you move the stick. So there's yeah. that. Um, like B is the combos, uh, the hand to hand combat or kicking. So you can string together some combos with that. Uh, X is how you do key blasts, like normal, just energy blasts like that. And then um, if you hold down right bumper, it brings up your special attacks. So like for Goku, it can be the Kamehameha Spirit Bomb. Uh, and you can kind of pick and select the different abilities that you want uh, to use. So like Vegeta gets Final Flash, Gallic Gun, uh, a couple other moves. Piccolo gets Special Beam Cannon, so on yeah. and so forth. Tien is Triangle, blah, Blast. So um, those abilities are all in that. So like you basically can be stringing together a couple. So for Goku, for example, I can be doing a melee combo. I can hold the block button and press A and teleport behind him, hit the guy into the ground, and then do a Kamehameha wave while he's stuck on the ground. So you can do cool stuff like that. And I really really like that aspect of it. And Goku can use the Kaioken. Um also, with the transformation button, it's where you hold down, I think it's the trigger, the left trigger. You can open up your transformation. So, like, if I have Saber, Super Saiyan unlocked, I can do that. Uh, Kaioken, so on and so forth. But Kaioken, like, drains health, where I pose, you go Super Saiyan, it goes, uh, drains your energy bar. So, there's different drawbacks and power-ups and stuff like that for the different transformations. But you can do stuff like that. Um, and also... Instead of just mindlessly blocking enemy attacks, you kind of have to be a little bit more on the ball. There's going to be tell signs for an attack that they're going to do that's a special attack, and if you're blocking it, it's going to stun you, and then they'll be able to get you into a combo. Uh, so there's that, and then you can basically... The game kind of rewards you by being able to be more proactive on dodging attacks, because like I said, if you just keep using block and block, it's eventually going to end up stunning you, and then the computer is going to be able to get a couple really good hits on you and drain your health really, really low. So if you're blocking and actively dodging and switching it up and attacking when the time is right you kind of can wipe through the enemies but you got to figure that out because i mean as you fight like rats it's kind of easy to fight but like once you get to the point where you're fighting frieza you got to be a little bit more cognizant of what frieza is going to do because some of frieza's abilities take up a huge portion of the the I don't want to say map when you're fighting because pretty much you can just fight and toss them around wherever into the world and you're just still fighting. So you pretty much have open access to everything. That's pretty cool. So like, for example, like mine and Frieza's fight when Goku was Super Saiyan, how it just naturally happened, like we were underwater, just like blow for blow under the sea and Namek while it's like on the verge of exploding. Like nice. cool stuff like that. Um, so I actually think the fighting's really good. I think people who don't like the fighting are kind of, I don't know what they're really expecting from a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. It's a, it's better than Xenoverse, and I, I don't know. I, just, I think it's fun. Of course, like, yeah, it's going to get repetitive. It's a fighting game. Even games like Dragon Ball Fighters gets repetitive because you're handed the same moveset and you got to make it work. Um, I think it's no different, and I kind of expected the fighting to be like this. And I think it's so far so good. I think okay. it's, it's fine. What's, what uh, what would be a similar game that you could compare it to, fighting-wise? Fighting Is it like a, like a third-person action RPG combat? Like, um, uh, well, oh, like is, it, is it like Hyrule Warriors or mm. uh, Dynasty Warriors? Or is it more like, like Batman Arkham? It's a little bit Arkham like Xenoverse, like Dragon Ball Xenoverse. So it's or more of like a fighting. A it's more of a fighting game. Yeah, it's more fighting gamey than, except it's a it's a in a three D space. Three D space, basically. Okay. So like I said, like me and Frieza are fighting on Namek. I have all of Namek to fight Frieza. Okay. 
Um, so like I said, just like wherever I decide to throw a spirit bomb and crush Frieza into, that's just where the fight naturally progresses to. Um, again, like I was fighting Frieza underwater. Like you just kind of just wherever you're going, running away, like trying to get away from energy blasts, dodging attacks to like where you're hit to where you hit them is just kind of where the fight follows. And you kind of have this giant open space to be able to do all of that. Is, um, is there situations where you can use the terrain to your advantage in a fight? Yeah, I actually use terrains to block key blasts, but eventually, of course, like the rocket will explode. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, a little bit, but not too awful much. Just because, like, you're super powered planet destroyers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Even Gohan at like six can probably blow up a planet. Yeah. So, it's just like, yeah, you can use the terrain, but like, it doesn't help too awful much. Uh-huh. Um,. And a couple, another really cool thing is, is you get support from different characters, so you can get up to two supports. So while, you know, when Goku's in the 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 healing chamber, while everybody has to fight Frieza off. Yeah. So like, for example, Piccolo shows up to fend off Frieza for like seventeen episodes before Goku gets there. Um, he can have <laughs> seventeen episodes. God, I remember watching that after school, and it like everything took so long. So when you have it all to your um, fingertips to just be able to watch them all and binge watch them all. Yeah. It's not as bad. Yeah, oh yeah. But when you had to wait, yeah. There's some episodes like you didn't need to put this episode in. Yeah, I remember when I first started watching it, they only had the first I Two I, I don't remember yeah, I don't remember where the cutoff was, but like I just watched that repeatedly and then finally they came out with the new episodes and it it felt like years. So basically, right when the Ginyu Force, right when Goku lands and they're fighting the Ginyu Force, is where it cut off. So like right before, like where it like it gets crazier, like that's where it cut off. Um, so yeah, and I can't imagine being around then and not having any idea when they're gonna put up more episodes. Yeah, because that was that was in the late '90s, probably early 2000s, and yeah, we had no idea when any of that stuff was gonna happen. That's not something that's easily accessible to look up online, you know, no, like no. now where you could easily just everything at your fingertips all the time. Yep. Um, but yeah, you get supports in your fight. So I like to have Krillin with me because Krillin does solar flare. So like he'll help you do hand to hand combat fight, so on and so forth. But he also has two special abilities. So I have him to use the Kamehameha wave and solar flare. So like if I'm in a pickle and like they're charging up, I'll just have, um, Krillin use a solar flare so they can't see it, and then I'll just un- unload on them. Uh, I was also using, like, Gohan as a support when I'm not fighting as Gohan because he uses the Maseko and he has a stun attack, or you use Vegeta who has Gallic Gun, Final Flash, stuff like that. So, um, and you control that with the right bumper, too. So it'll be, like, you press right bumper, and it'll bring up the menu, and, like, Y and B will be Krillin's attacks, and then A and X will be the other support's attacks. Uh, so there's a lot of different variety, because you basically get to pick who your support is. You can have Yamcha, you can have Tien, you can have, really, whoever you want, um, who's an actual Z fighter, help you out. So in combat, so, like, I'm going to use Piccolo a lot, probably, because I really like Piccolo. Um, Piccolo is always my favorite character. And you know what? Piccolo is pretty awesome because he stays relevant the longest out of all of the characters from original Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Because as like Dragon Ball Z went on to Super, like a lot of those characters become irrelevant because they're not Saiyans. But yep. like, Piccolo hangs on until until the Buu saga at the, at the very least. So, um, 
Yeah, so there's a lot of different, I don't want to say there's variety, but there's a lot of ways that you can like mess around with the combat to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit enjoyable. Um, yeah, like I think I think it's a solid game. I think the reviews of 7, 7.5, 8 is right where I would review it too. It's one of the best Dragon Ball Z games. I think it is the best Dragon Ball Z game because I don't really count fighters that to be a Dragon Ball Z game because it covers more than Dragon Ball Z and it's not the Z story. Right. So I don't particularly count that. So I would 100% say that Kakarot's probably the best Dragon Ball Z game. Okay. I don't really know what would compete with it. Right. All right. Uh, I'll just read some blurbs from, uh, from different reviews. So I'm, of course, visiting our favorite critic critical aggregate site, OpenCritic. Mm-hmm. OpenCritic.com, where it has uh, 74 top critic average and 55% of critics recommend it. Uh, So we'll go we'll go IGN first, which gave it a seven out of ten. I'm not going to read the full review, but uh, but a blurb. Let's see. I'll read the last blurb. Uh, They all kind of say the same thing uh, as what what you were saying, Will. So it says, "Poor RPG mechanics aside, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a great way to relive." The Dragon Ball Z story, flaws and all. Uh, that's one thing we didn't talk about the the RPG mechanics. What yeah. uh, what sort of like leveling up and character progression is there? So there's a there are experience all of your character. So like right now, I want to say Gohan like Gohan is level thirty one for me right now. Vegeta's right around that. Piccolo's right around that. Uh, and I should say in between the major sagas, there's these things called open or free time. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's basically do a bunch of side quests. Like right now I can look for the dragon balls to make a wish just uh-huh. in the, the free time that I have. I don't know what that entails. I haven't done it yet. I'm actually probably going to do it after the podcast, but yeah, so there's activities like that to do uh, for RPG mechanics. There's things where there's a skill tree where you can use, there's different colored orbs in the overworld that when you're flying around, you can just collect or you get for doing side quests. There's red orbs, uh, blue orbs, green orbs, and like multicolored orbs, and they all—I don't know what they stand for. I have no idea to be honest. But basically, what that is is to unlock different abilities in the skill tree to make abilities a little more stronger. So like, Gohan has Masenko, so the specific colored orb I cash in to make uh, Masenko stronger, uh, and then I get to the point where I can do super train or do super Masenko, but I have to do a training mission to do that. So I have to fight. Uh, uh, Piccolo and Krillin, and then I unlock Super Masenko. I can buy that. So that's kind of how that works. Um, there's also the different abilities, like Vegeta can have Gallic Gun, Final Flash, um, a Barrage Energy Blast, stuff like that. So you can just throw, you can mix and match which ones you want between physical and energy blasts. You throw those in there. Um, there's community boards. So these are really hard to explain because I'm still figuring out exactly what they are. But each character is its own community board, and then you get these things called um, soul emblems, I think is what they're called. But basically, it's a picture of the said character, and each character has... The specific characters have their own board, and then the rest of the characters you can place on those specific boards. So, for example, there's the King Kai board, which the more emblems you place on that board, you get uh, higher experience our fight so you just load up however many characters you want onto this board uh, and they can only be on one board at a time and then from there like that raises the amount of experience you'll get uh so there is that um 
as far as I can tell, you can't really like, oh, I want to level up my physical attack. Um, you do that through community boards uh, and like trainings. So you can't just go like, all right, I dinged. I have 20 skill points that I can put into whatever. Let's see where where, where I want to put it, basically. Uh, it's a little bit different than that. So like the RPG mechanics aren't like fantastic. Um, they do feel slightly tacked on, but it's enough there for me to just like... Uh, I love Dragon Ball Z, and I knew I was going to like the game probably regardless of how it turned out, unless it was just garbage. Uh, and I think this game is, like, pretty good for being a Dragon Ball Z game. So I'm not, like, offended by any of the mechanics not being deep or not being what I wanted. I think it's all, it's decent. Okay. It doesn't. It's not great, obviously, but I think it's all right. Like, it's decent. Okay. Uh, that IGN review I read the blue blurb from was from Mike, uh, Mitchell, I'm sorry, Mitchell Saltzman. So I wanted to give give him credit for that, so. Uh, and then I'm going to just real quick, the PC Gamer one, this is from Liz, Hed- Liz Henges in, in PC Gamer, says, excuse me, sorry, I had to cough. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot <laughs> is by no means perfect, but it's still a solid RPG that very efficiently covers the entire Dragon Ball Z saga. The game sometimes crumbles under the weight of its own systems, but Kakarot is still a fun way to revisit, or even experience for the first time, the Dragon Ball Z saga. So, The way... I, don't, I forgot the name, but efficient is the best way to probably put the retelling of this. Okay. It's not, um, it doesn't like blaze through everything, but it's not deep enough to cover some of the things that people like me, like notice that aren't in, in it or several episodes of powering up a power. <laughs> the power ups are pretty quick. I remember one half episode Frieza powering up to 100%. Frieza just did it like, like a, snap uh-huh. 100% power and then sure. we fought again yep. uh, so it is a lot quicker um, yeah so I mean yeah it's an efficient way to basically retell a story and actually like one of my roommates both my roommates have seen Dragon Ball Z but haven't actually seen all of it so I was like they've been actually been watching me play the game and are very interested to actually play it and actually watch it now because they're like okay like I recognize a lot of this, this actually looks pretty cool I kind of want to see more of it. So Uh I think it's a very solid way for people to experience it the first time. And then they can go watch the the anime because it does, again, do more with it and everything. So, um, again, I really like the game. I think it's a ton of fun. I think it's if you like Dragon Ball Z, you're going to like the game. Uh, That's kind of what it boils down to. If you have no thought on Dragon Ball Z and never even heard of it, don't play it. You probably won't like it. Uh, but if you're a huge fan, yeah, go for it. I think yeah. it's a really fun game. Yeah, I kind of got the similar similar uh, feel when we talked about uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, on its own, it's probably not the greatest game, but if you're a fan of the IP, then it's that'll be a good game for you. So, you know, mm-hmm. Corey and Eric said it's, you know, it's a one of the best Star Wars games, but take out the Star Wars and it's like an average game. Mm-hmm. So... I will Pro- say probably the same thing for DBZ. Kakarot. Yeah, and I and I will say Kakarot kind of feels like a game that's going to be on sale pretty quick. Oh, okay. Um, which kind of bums me out because I bought it on launch, uh-huh. <laughs> so I've paid full price for it. But I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a, I think it's a very solid Dragon Ball Z game, and I think people who are a fan of it should definitely give it a go. That sounds good. Uh, you didn't have anything else to say about it, right? 
No, and you know what? A lot of the things I'm going to be discovering as I keep playing, because, again, I'm only a third through the game, really. Or maybe, yeah, I would say I'm probably a third through the game. Um, I mean, I was seeing the end levels when they were fighting Boo were, like, high 70s, 80s, and I'm only level 31 right now. So uh, I've got, I do have a ways to go, so. Sounds good. All right, uh, let's see. Nibble bits. Uh, I'll yeah. go first with nibble bits. So my first one, uh, this was a huge milestone, and I didn't realize it was this close to this. But Stardew Valley has sold 10 million copies over the course of its four-year launch. It's not crazy. 10 million copies. Of course, it's available on just about everything. I even I don't know if I talked about this, but I played the Android version briefly works well right it works surprisingly well i mean it's not the ideal way to play i mean for me it would the ideal way to play is on the switch um but it's it works pretty well uh it does what you're supposed to i don't know that all the stuff from the one was it 1.4 patch is in there yet but I'm, I'm sure it's gonna make it all there at some point but yeah it's it's a surprisingly good way to play the game if you don't have any other systems that you're able to play it on definitely try android and or ios versions of it so how much money has concerned ape made off of stardew valley probably a lot you gotta would you say you gotta figure the, go ahead would you say the average price that you could probably buy the game is ten dollars yeah probably it goes on sale price. sale a lot yeah um you know i've i know i've bought multiple copies of it i have it on switch um both my switch i bought my son a copy for his switch and then I have it on PC too, so that's three copies in this household. So wait, ten times ten million is what a hundred million? Probably something like that. That's quick maths off the top of my head. So yeah. the dude made that much money off of Stardew Valley. What a yeah. good for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what sort of cut that uh, uh, Chucklefish gets from it, but I think you know, still, still he's got to he's got to be rich from it. I was gonna say, I hope he's to the point where like. I think he's married, but him and his wife don't have to worry about anything ever. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'm very intrigued by whatever game he's making next. So, Yeah, it wasn't. The, I thought it was the Witchbrook game, but it isn't, correct? No, that's another Chucklefish game, I think. Okay, so it's something completely different. So yeah. I don't think we know about what exactly his... I know, I think we know it takes place in the same universe, but that's all we really know. That is correct. He did. He, I think he said... That because you know obviously he modeled Stardew Valley after uh, Harvest Moon. I think he wants to take another game like that and model his new game after whatever game that is. So, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm very intrigued. I actually hope it takes place uh, sometime in the War of uh, what's its fate the Gato- with the Gatoro Empire, mm-hmm. uh, the war that uh, who Kent comes oh, back yeah. from after yeah. the after the first year. So kind of like an RPG fighting Strat- type or strategy game. game, I think would be cool. I don't know. Who knows what he's going to do? I definitely get the impression that he's trying to do a different genre now. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I think that's a cool idea. Yep. Um, I don't think Stardew Valley got enough credit for Game of the Generation. Game of the Decade? Yeah, Game of the I, Decade. I, would, I thought that today when I saw this. I'm like, you know what? I didn't talk about this enough because I, like, I picked uh, Breath of the Wild for me. Um. But it would have been up there. It would have been top five, I I would have to say, without question. Especially with my recent playing a lot of it. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, we all played it a ton. Yeah. 
And like I said, recently I put another sixty hours into it over the over Christmas break. So yeah, yeah. There's that. Uh, let's see. I uh, I don't know if you I I shared this in our group chat, Will, but uh, One Hundred Thieves has launched a training center for their brand. Uh, I don't know if you watched the the highlight the tours of it, Will. The tour no, of the Hundred Thieves. I, I didn't see. It's incredible. Um, I guess the the it's the Cash App Hundred Thieves like training facility or whatever. Um, and they have like four different streaming rooms. They have a Fortnite team room where they can practice Fortnite as a team. They have a League of Legends training room uh, where they can train for League of Legends. They have a merchandise design room. They have all these boardrooms and like all this amazing stuff. And it's really incredible. If you don't. If you haven't seen the video, I'll try to remember to tweet out the video. Definitely watch it because uh, if you are into gaming of any kind, it's like it's like paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know it's very uh, very clean and and shiny new computers everywhere. Like it's gorgeous, uh, and I'm super jealous. So I, I said I needed to update. I'm have to check it out. Yeah, I need to update my resume uh, so I can apply <laughs> for a job there. It's in it's in Los Angeles, so I wouldn't. If I ever did get a job there, I wouldn't be able to uh, commute or anything. Sure you would. Oh, you guys could always move out there, right? Yeah, I don't know if Los Angeles would be too awful much better than where... Well, it would be better, but not ideal. Warm, warmer. Yeah, definitely warmer. Uh, so there was that. That was that was big news uh, this week in the East like eSports arena. Uh, Will, do you have anything? Why? scan the list here i didn't tweet out as much as i had planned on tweeting yeah i've got two it was actually a slow news week considering last week was so jam-packed yeah um but one dragon ball z kakara is adding a time machine and a free update so you can go back and do the side missions that you missed which is pretty cool it's kind of like a chapter select mission but instead you can go back and pick a submission um side quest in it so that's a that's a good update um to add to the game and also, Netflix is getting Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution uh, on February. I think it's the 27th? Which, yeah, it's the 27th of February. So that's going to be coming out on Netflix. That changed me from being not interested to watching it or not caring about it to definitely going to watch it now. Um, and I kind of like the art style for it, too. I don't know if you saw anything about it, Dan. But I have not. I'll have to check it out. It's not hyper realist. It's hard to explain. It's not cartoony, but it's also not hyper realistic. Huh. I like it a lot. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, I like seeing genre or like old IPs kind of do a different graphical style. I yeah. think it's a neat little uh, thing to do. So um, it covers, of course, the Mewtwo Strikes Back movie, um, except probably a little different because they're kind of going back and reimagining all of their old movies. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it'll be on Netflix the 27th, and I'm pumped to watch it. Nice. Um, for those interested, Steam is having their Lunar New Year sale. So uh, if you have games on your wish list, now's the time to snatch those up. I'm actually, I actually just got the email a few minutes ago that I have uh, 25 games on my wish list that are on sale. So I'm going to see if there's anything I can get for dirt cheap. Not that I need to add to my backlog, because my backlog is already uh, unwieldy and ridiculous but you know you can never go wrong adding more games to it so definitely gonna do that all right anything else will not really 
Yeah, there's not a ton here. Uh, let's just do another quick scan. Yeah, nothing I want to cover. All right, how's your week, Will? Pretty good. The only thing I want to mention, because I forgot to mention it last week, but I saw the Joker movie. Oh, uh-huh. Um, man, that movie's messed up, Dan. I, I'm not a big movie person, to be honest, because it doesn't, movies don't really keep my attention like TV shows do for whatever reason. I don't mm-hmm. really know why. I think it's because it's a short. I am more willing to put 20 to 40 minutes watching an episode or two of a show as opposed to movies being like two and a half, three hours now. It just doesn't keep my attention long enough. But this movie, I literally didn't really look at my phone at all after the first like 15 minutes during like watching it. It was... It was something, and it was very jarring to watch, uh-huh. too, uh, some of the stuff that happens. It kind of sheds a lot of light on how somebody can be really messed up in their life. Sure. So it's really good. Uh, it's like the first movie that I've seen in a while, too. So I highly recommend people check it out. It's really good. I know Eric and Corey both really liked it, too. So Eric saw it recently uh, also. <laughs> was it last weekend? Yep, last weekend. He saw it, like, maybe a a week after I saw it. So, uh, for people who haven't seen it, check it out, unless you don't like freaky movies. Because it's pretty freaky. It's not, like, a horror film, but it's it's creepy. So, um, especially that ending scene. Oh, man. Chilling. But um, definitely check that out. But other than that, uh, just been... Just been playing video games right now, really trying to play as much as I can. I've been playing a lot of WoW, uh-huh. which is kind of dangerous. Um, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and that's kind of a lot of Smash Brothers too. So, Will, have you ever watched? You watched the South Park episode "Make Love Not Warcraft," right? Yep. Okay. Do you? Do you? Because when I used to, I used to watch that to get myself kind of pumped up. Uh, I so ironically pumped up for for uh, Guild Wars back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely suggest that so i was actually gonna watch it within the coming days because johnny is addicted to it Uh and plays it a lot Uh and like i'm starting to play it and like i'm 38 right now so like i'm leveling up fairly quickly considering i had i don't spend too much time a day playing only a few like an hour or two Uh so yeah i think we're gonna watch it this weekend oh you should absolutely watch it gets you gets you pumped up to play those mmrpgs yeah it does and i don't know i just I've. It's weird playing this game because it's so old, but also has a lot of new stuff too at the same time. I don't know. It's like a weird time capsule, but not yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So I hear you. Um, real quick, I actually uh, this is kind of nibble bits, but uh, this was from IGN by Matt Kim. Fortnite gets official high school and college esports league. Uh, this is how I know I was born in the wrong time. Because I would have been a I would have been a stud muffin if if <laughs> if esports were a thing in, when I was in school. Yeah. Um, so an official competitive Fortnite esports league is coming to high schools and colleges thanks to an organization called Play Versus. Uh, Play Versus is a startup that's building an esports league at the high school and now college level. The company announced that Fortnite will be joining its lineup of official esports games alongside Rocket League. Wow. High that, school. That's crazy. Yeah. High schools that sign up with Play Versus will be organized into a regional conference, just like traditional sports. Conferences are determined by geographic locations for high schools, uh, through the col- though the college conference will vary. 
Teams are made up of two players competing in Fortnite duos, and schools can register on limited moder- a limited number of teams. Top teams at the end of the season will get a chance to compete in the playoffs and then a championship match. There's no requirement for platforms, being players can compete on which, whatever hardware they choose. That's incredible. Um, it's actually, I, I think I've talked about this, but my wife is in uh, administration for, for school, uh, and a lot of schools are making pushes to have esports as you know a, a normal thing in them, um, which I think is amazing. Yeah, and, uh, it's not so much a thing here; it's more like in the south and west. Although it's starting to become more of a thing in the capital district uh, of New York, Albany, the Albany region is starting to get there. So, mm. uh, hopefully, the other regions in the area uh, pick up pick that up because that would be awesome. Yeah. I feel Being, like I feel uh, like it's something I need to get involved in. Yeah, to um, help out. But I don't know how to do that and I probably won't do anything, so. It's actually funny how you bring up how you were you know you're bro- like growing up in the wrong decade. Me and my friends actually all agreed that if we could go back like right now in 2020 to be like 16 and 17 and juniors in high school again, we probably would. <laughs> Yeah, just because of how different it is now, and how much like we just like wow, like they're doing Fortnite tournaments now, like stuff like that. Yeah, like... the okay. So here's a here's a uh, nugget for you. I, don't, I think I talked about this before, but the Fortnite was it? It must be Fortnite solos player, uh, sixteen years old, won yeah. the, won the world championship for Fortnite, uh, earned three million dollars. Yeah, playing for he, he's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> His name's wow. his name's Booga. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, that's insane. Yeah, that is crazy to me. We like we saw a high schooler have over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram too. It's like, could you imagine being like in high school having to listen to your teachers while you like you just won three million dollars in a tournament oh. or you have this massive online following? Like, I, I would have dropped out of school so fast. Yeah, I would have the hugest ego. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, nobody God. would be able to humble me. No, I agree. Uh, anyway, that probably, and you know what? That probably gets you the chicks nowadays, too. Whereas Sadly, we, we, yeah. were, we were outcasts and nerds. Like, nobody, want, nobody wanted us around. You and your stupid video games. Well, look who's laughing now. Yeah, right? Like, now it's huge. It's like every, everybody plays Fortnite. Literally everybody. Yep. Except me really yeah hey you're welcome anytime me and max try to play every night not not every night but me evan and johnny want to start playing a little bit more and we need a fourth if you're interested yeah absolutely to do a squad love to you'd probably carry us i don't know i've I've won a few won a few won a few solos won a few duos won a few squads we actually watched evan win his very first Fortnite match ever oh yeah yeah, he nice. got some legendary sniper rifle, and he just let everyone else fight. Oh, yeah, that's and what you do. And then he saw one, the last guy, and he shot him right in the chest, and it killed him instantly. Nice. Yeah, and we're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not good at building, I have to make do with, with what what I you know what I do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Matt Max actually won what last, was it Friday? We won, we won a duos. Uh, and I was so nervous by the end of it. I was literally shaking because I literally... <laughs> The, the adrenaline rush it's it's crazy and it's addictive and it's super it fun really is yeah um 
yeah, I had won a I had won a solo match before that, and the guy was a builder. So I have to be careful when I'm matched up at the end against the builder, because you know if you if you get trapped in their buildings, you can die pretty easily. So I just stayed on the bottom and crouched and broke up his fortress while he came down to me and blasted him with the shotgun and won. It was great. It's such a nice feeling. But anyway, yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, my week. Week. Oh, dang it! I don't know that I have anything really to talk about just um it's been a long time since i've been around a cat a lot um so we had cats growing up but i really didn't remember what it was like to have a cat as like a pet um, obviously mom and dad have cats but we have a dog so whenever we would go to visit we would bring our dog with us only one of your cats is can be around our dog because it's the chillest cat ever crosby oh, yeah. Uh, and they, you know, he doesn't make any reaction to Gimli. So, uh, yeah. but the cat is also young. So she's after she, after like a week and a half or so, she finally started coming out more cause she would hide the entire day. We wouldn't see her. Um, Aww. but now she's out and about all the time and just tearing around the house like a nut, uh, <laughs> running like at night, especially after, after all the kids go to bed is when she gets active. Uh, so she tears around the back of the couch, just cat, cat Olympics. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, but we, like even Gimli was crazy when he was a puppy. Um, but that was, you know, a little over 10 years, a little under 10 years ago. So, yeah. Cause he just turned 10. So, uh, it's, it's fun to watch, but she's, 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 she's 10. Wow. Yeah. He just turned 10. Yeah. We shared a birthday. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, it's fun to watch. So. And she's cat, good, she's cat, good with cats the kids. Are great. I mean, they're they're low key for most of the time, and then when like they're loving some of the other time, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, um, no, our, our she's pretty good with the kids. She 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 hasn't like scratched any of them out of anger. It's she she thinks you're playing, and she'll you know like lightly bite and lightly scratch. It doesn't bother me because I'm used to it, but the kids you know they get freaked out by it. Kind of like what Nina does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The playing, play biting, play scratching. But because she, she's a kitten too, her teeth are razor sharp. And a kitten, she's like four months, five months. Uh, her teeth are razor sharp, and her claws are like razor sharp. So it doesn't really realize that no, how the doesn't. the strength that bite or scratch with. Yeah, sometimes probably. Yep. Uh, so that's been interesting. But yeah, like you said, they're they're pretty low maintenance, you know other than that uh god dang it i feel like i had something else to talk about but now nah, we'll just get into what we played um well i'll let you go first man i've really just been playing a lot of wow and like smash brothers um i don't really have too awful much to add like on wow like i'm level 38 uh right now i'm in the arathi highlands or anybody who is oh. very familiar with how the the horde story goes um, I did find out that all of the servers on World of Warcraft now are PvP. So uh, now you can enable war mode or whatever. And if you enable war mode, you kind of get more experience. So I did that. And Arathi Highlands is like the first realm or world or whatever zone, I guess, where there's a lot more alliance activity. So uh, I have been killed a couple times. Oh. Just normally questing. You got kind of annoying. Yeah, but like a level ninety five priest, like cool dude. Like I'm level thirty. Like good for you. I bet you feel so good. Yeah. 
Um, it's funny. Uh, when WoW Classic first came out, I that's when I started watching Ninja's streams. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would get stream sniped all the time. People would watch him and figure out where he was and go kill him with a bunch of people, which sucks. Uh, but Did that, he ever get mad? Yeah, he got mad a couple times, but he he had friends that, you know, he's like, hey, guys, come, you know, come and help me. And he, like his his friends would come and, and wipe out whoever was was messing with him. Um, but yeah, like that, that stinks if you're especially if you're just t- trying to level up or whatever just to have someone come gank you. Yeah, like it's my first time ever playing World of Warcraft more than like a day or two, and like I'm enjoying it, having a good time, and then this level ninety who's trying to be so cool like kills me. It's yeah. like I tried whispering to him so I could let him have it, but it didn't let me. So uh, okay. better. Yeah, right. I'm um, telling you, Will, you got to get a mechanical keyboard, and you need to get a Razer Naga Hex mouse. Get yourself set up. I'm kind of waiting to do anything PC until I can do most of it at once. Gotcha, um, yeah. I kind of don't like getting piece by piece and, like, waiting that way. I kind of like to just get most of it at once and then call it good and I get to enjoy all of it. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Who knows how much money I'm going to have disposable um, for a computer. It might take me a long time, but yeah, I'll uh, get there. Well, like I said, there's they have inexpensive... Uh, Red Dragon makes a good mechanic, a decent mechanical keyboard for I think it's thirty, like thirty two dollars, yeah. but that makes a huge difference because like once you get to a high level where you're doing a lot of key presses, they don't they stop registering after a while. Yeah. Like if you press a bunch of buttons at the same time, if you have a membrane keyboard, because mm-hmm. I start running into that. I have a Microsoft Sidewinder gaming keyboard that's a mem- membrane keyboard, yeah. and when I was playing Guild Wars, that it would get to a point where I was pressing so many buttons at the same time they just wouldn't wouldn't register. Which gets you killed. <laughs> so it does. I, the only thing is, though, I don't want a keyboard that's like loud. Yeah, no, they, they make non-clicky ones. You just have to do research into what the switches are on the keyboard. Okay. Because mine's not super clicky. It's kind of clicky, but not not really. It's, it's satisfyingly clicky, but not not being too, without being too loud. You feel it, but it's not the loudness of it. Yeah, it's not like those old keyboards we used to have in school that you know you push it down and it. Click, 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 click. You know, remember, you probably you probably didn't have those on the old Apple II computers or whatever that we had at schools. No, but Johnny's keyboard is actually uh, super a clickier. Yeah, it's a okay. clickier keyboard. Um, so, like, I do hear when he types or like when somebody's doing something. So I do hear it, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't like to have louder things. I guess is the best way to put it. Sure. I like to be able to play stuff stealthily. Yeah. Like play WoW during podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um Oh, where was what was it? Oh, we're in we're okay, we're talking about WoW anyway. Um but that's really kinda it. Like I don't really not too awful much. Like I'm getting kind of excited for the expansion that's coming out in November. Uh that's gonna be fun. It'll be the first like WoW expansion I'm probably around for that I'm actually checking out. Um in Smash Brothers, that game's very frustrating because uh, my roommate got better than me. Oh, you gotta practice. Yeah, he plays online more than I do. Like, I'll play, um, like, Kakarot in here or, like, WoW for a little bit, and he'll play Smash online. He just got better because of that. Uh-huh. But I did get better than him in NHL, so, like, now it kind of reversed. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, that's kind of what's going on. But, I mean, 
Did we talk about Byleth being announced in Smash, by the way? Did we do that last did we, episode? Did we talk about that last week? We might have. We could talk about it again. Uh, I feel like we did, but people are upset with it. Yeah. You got Banjo, Joker, Terry. Like, come on. And you're getting six more characters. Grow up. Um, yeah. I actually just bought the Fighters Pass a couple couple days ago, finally. Oh, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. I have. I pl- you know what? I tried to play. Because I always do random too. Whenever we play with the kids, I, it's always random character. Uh, a couple times I've gotten Inkling, which is nice. Um, I think it, I think one time I because we do we do the timed yep. battle, so that way, like if we knock the kids out right away, they don't have to sit and wait until the match is over. That everyone just keeps playing until the match is over. It's fun for them to see who wins after after the match is over. That's true. Yeah. Um. So I think I think one time I went like eleven to zero with with Inkling. Um, because that's 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 my main uh yeah. first, first smash ultimate um but I, I didn't get a chance to play as any of the new characters uh so i'm gonna hopefully do that at some point joker is a lot of fun yeah um, that's who i wanted to try but i like s- the controllers got messed up somehow and i was just like i screw this i'm not gonna do it right now yeah uh joker's actually like top tier like within the meta too for the game um he has his persona that comes out when he's done enough damage or taken enough damage, and like it can kill at like sixty percent. So it's oh, really wow. strong. Um, so I really I I enjoy playing him. I try not to though because it's kind of like a I don't want to say a cheat code because you still have to be semi good with the character, but um, it's a little frustrating for some people to get killed so quickly. Yeah. So so I'm just like we do random as well just to like play everybody because that's the most fair way we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with mixing in like our main, so like my main is Zelda. So when we do like play our mains, like he plays Horn, I play Zelda. That's like the go-to marquee matchup for us, and then from there it's just kind of nice, kind of random after that. So yeah, actually, uh, I had to get a hub, a USB hub for my Switch. Yeah, because <laughs> we have we have the four GameCube controllers, but they're the USB ones. They're not the the actual GameCube ones. So um, I think they're all PDP. Oh no, Hori. Ori controllers and then one of them is a power a i believe okay um so yeah we all have our gamecube controller. it's just a much it's much better with the gamecube controller than any other controller yeah and i mean there's already four of you that that play soon the twins will be able to twins, start yep. i'll have around, to i'll so. have to get an eight port hub for when the twins start playing they actually started playing mario party oh really a little bit yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> so they're, awesome they're three and already starting to play vigia games Oh, that's amazing. That's a good game to start too, because it's pretty easy for that them to like play that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really all I've been playing. I want to play Fire Emblem Three Houses. I might play a little Three Houses like tonight or something, but because yeah. uh, I want the new DLC for it's coming out, I kind of wanted to do a new playthrough for that. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking. Thinking of picking that up uh, again to try to get to my Golden Deer playthrough. What, yeah, when is the DLC coming out? February, it's the time. What? When is it? February. Okay. Feb. And that's the last one, I believe. Okay. So. Yes, yeah, so I want to play that. You keep cutting out a little bit, Will. Oh, do I? Yeah. I'm not quite sure why. Am I better? No, it's it's software, and it's not. I don't know what's what's weird. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 
I wonder if I was just too far away. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Do you have a noise gate on your microphone? I do. Okay, yeah, that's probably what it was then. Um, wow, what was I going to talk about? I don't know. I... Uh, you covered everything you wanted you'd want to talk about for what you played, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh so I had a I played a bunch of things. First of all, I beat Pokemon Sword. My first beaten game of the year, thank you. Uh that game was was really good. Uh I I probably will still play it on occasion. I want to complete the Pokédex. I think my Pokédex was at I think it, did I catch 135 Pokémon? Um wow. More than me. 35 hours I think I put, I put into it. My final team was Inteleon, okay. which, was, which was the Sobble starter, mm-hmm. uh, his his final evolution. I had a Corviknight, uh, which was probably my favorite of the new Pokemon. Uh, Corviknight looked, is looked the best really card. Yeah, looked really cool, really tough. Uh, if, if something wasn't super effective against him, it really didn't do any damage. Um, I had a Chandelure. Yeah, woo for my for my ghost fire Pokemon on my team. I had a Surfetched, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, Surfetched is pretty cool. Yeah, it took me a while to get him because you have to do the three crits in one battle, so it took took a little while. How'd you do it? Um, it was during, I think it was during a gym fight, and just the Pokemon that I was up against wasn't doing any damage to him. No, it was a duos fight. It was a two versus two, and the move I had uh, it was brutal swing. Oh, okay. And so I was hitting both of the other guys at the same time, and I think like I got two critical hits at, uh, on the same one, and then I got another critical hit like later, later on in the fight. So, uh, what else did I have? Uh, Flapple, which is a dragon grass Pokemon. Dragon grass, yeah. Who was the last one? Dang it. Oh, it was uh, Togepi's evolution. Togetic? Togetic? Yeah, Togetic. Togetic. That was my my fairy Pokemon to match up against the dragon Pokemon um, for for Raihan and and, uh, ultimately, what's-his-face, Leon. It's another evolution. Yeah, I haven't gotten, gotten that far yet. Is it a stone that you have to give it? It might be. It might be. Uh, to evolve it from Togepi to Togetic or Togetic was, was weird too, because so you have to like max out the friendship level, yep. and then and then it'll evolve. So yep, and it, I think it does it during the day. Yeah, maybe? I don't know. There's there's a bunch of of those in the game that I have no idea. You know, because for the most part, uh, I'm a Gen One. You know, that's what I know the most about. Yeah, Gen there was there wasn't nearly as much of that sort of stuff. Uh, there was a little bit like trade trading to get the final evolution, but um, yeah, not not that much stuff. But it was a really good game. I enjoyed it. Um, real quick before I um, interject on actual po- like Pokemon conversation, Temtem yeah. is actually on early access on Steam for yep. people that are interested I to was... check that out. <laughs> Thanks, Tito. I just saw Tito said congratulations too. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I was about this close to buying Temtem last night, actually. If Warcraft Reforged wasn't coming out, I would have probably did it. But considering it's early access and Warcraft Reforged is like going to be the finished game, I was like, I'll wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the stone to evolve Togetic Dan is in the Lake of Outrage. If you go there, I don't know if you're familiar with where that is. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's the the like stones that are like circular right there. Okay. Behind it, all have an evolution stone, and I'm pretty sure it's the dawn stone, maybe. Okay. So if I'm, you just give it that, it should have. I might even have one of those. I'm, I'm not sure. I've got a lot of stuff that I'm not sure what it does. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed Pokemon Sword. I'll definitely play more of it. Uh, I would like to ultimately complete my Pokedex. Because it's a, I it's a shiny need... stone, Dan. Okay, I might have that. Um, yeah, you, you probably do. Because I need to catch them all, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so I played that. I played more Fortnite, uh, which I talked about. I had a solo solo victory royale, and and me and my son got a duos victory royale, which is awesome. Um, I don't think I have too much more to talk about with that. Uh, what else was I playing? Oh, a lot of Super Mario Party. Um, my daughter especially is into Super Mario Party. She's been in the point the past few days where she gets home from school and starts playing Super Mario Party and plays Super Mario Party and plays Super Mario Party and then we have dinner, so she eats dinner and then she plays Super Mario Party until it's time to go to bed. Wow, um, yeah. big fan of it. Oh, she's she's yeah, she's gonna be a ringer. Uh, Super Mario Party. It's the the main problem I have with it uh, is that it it doesn't work on the. You can't play it handheld, first of all, uh, because a lot of the a lot of the games. I don't think you can play with a like dual Joy-Con. I think you can only play with a single single Joy-Con, uh, and she can't play it on her on her um, uh, Switch Lite either because there's no vibration. So. Really? Yeah, she has to play it with, with on my Switch or my son's Switch, um, but my Switch. So, what is the point of Nintendo putting that out? Yeah, I don't know. It's got it's got a lot more restrictions than a lot of other games. But like like I said, the you know there's a lot of of games that require vibra- the vibration thing, um, so it it needs that. And then yeah, I don't think you could play it with you know with a, a Joy-Con grip or anything like that. It just has to be played with a with a half a Joy-Con. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed that. No, I I don't know that they make it clear necessarily. No, I this is the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah. And we follow video games, not yeah. like I feel like I heard it some other time, but like you it doesn't make sense really until you actually like play the game, I guess. Yeah, yeah then you're like, "Huh, that's bizarre." Yeah. Um, but we Do, do... you guys have Splatoon 2, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, we have Splatoon 2. How is that? I kind of want to play it. It's good. I'm thinking of getting it at some point. It's good. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get beat up on for a while until you get the hang of it. But yeah, it's it's good. I'll be a nub. It's got a pretty good, uh, pretty lengthy single player. If you're just interested, it's a like a puzzle platformer type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. But yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Um, yeah, we we started playing teams in Mario, Super Mario Party. Uh, which is it, that's a little more strategic. I actually I think I prefer that game type to the normal game type. Um, so wait, so the way the way that works is you have a you have a partner, and your roles get added together to make a single roll. And in that one, it's a little more freeform. So there's coins and stuff laid out on the board, and you move that however many spaces. So like, um, so say say I roll a five, my partner rolls a four, we get a nine together. So we go in different directions too. Um, so I will go like collect coins and get items, while the other person will like move towards the star. 
Um, so there's a lot more teamwork there, um, and it's a little little more strategic than the normal uh, the normal Mario Party modes, yeah. Um, but there's a lot more to that game than I initially thought to. Like my daughter was playing something where she was rowing in a canoe and like would stop at certain points to do mini games. Uh, I didn't know what that was about, but uh, it looks interesting at the very least. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably give that a shot at some point. Uh, yeah, that's that. What else? Have I... Oh, Outer Worlds. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm currently on Monarch doing all this all this. Mostly the side quests on Monarch. Um, I just did the one, Will, I don't know if you did this one, where you go to the cyst pig factory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I just blasted the guy at the end. Yeah, just I went in blazing by yeah. accident. <laughs> I snuck in, and I was going to like try to sneak in and murder him without noticing him noticing me. Um, but I they, they noticed me, and then I just shot up everybody on the way in, and then blew his head off when i got the chance so once you blow your cover you're not getting out of it yeah no so uh but that game's it's incredible it really is i i feel like the more i play it the more i like it too the better the writing gets um there's a few parts you know legitimately laugh out loud parts that i had i don't remember what they were but it was really funny dialogue um (laughs) your character gets to say some pretty funny one-liners too which is which is good yeah, when you get um, a little bit later towards the end of the game, there are some really good one-liners in there that you can uh, throw at um, kind of the one of the antagonists at the end. It's pretty funny. So. Yeah. yeah, that game's great. Uh, so that's what I've been I've been working on since I beat Pokemon. I'm trying to trying to finish the Outer Worlds. Um, and I think that's everything. Yeah, that's all I got. So let's get into feedback. Uh, I know we got a couple pieces of feedback, which is awesome. Of course, the fire alarm has to go off right now. That's all right. Tito's a voice. Oh, Tito's got a voice feedback, I think. So I'll download that on my phone. Once the stupid siren stops. Okay. Uh, So I'll read Jake's first. Jake says, hey, guys, just do a random roll one through ten, and I'll take the two that come up. Uh, he says I beat Far Cry Five, and now that I, uh, and now, I get. Uh, I beat Far Cry Five, and now I get Far Cry New Dawn. Now that I get Far Cry New Dawn, more I started. I see. Okay, uh, yeah. So you you got the you understand the events that lead up to Far Cry New Dawn. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, well, I guess I have more time with Cyberpunk and Marvel getting delayed. That's all I got. So have a great night. You liked Far Cry New Dawn, right, Will? I did. I actually liked it more than probably five, okay. to be honest. Um, it was a more contained experience as opposed to being wide-reaching. Um, I liked the colors of the world, too. Yeah, so. it was, it was I, pretty neon, right? Yep, it reminded me a little bit of um, Far Cry Blood, Blood Dragon. Dragon a little bit. Gotcha. So I, I liked I liked the game quite a bit actually. I know it didn't show up anywhere on any of my lists for anything, uh, thummies. But no, I thought it was a pretty good game. A nice contained Far Cry experience. Sure. All right, I'm downloading. Okay, here we go. I should probably unplug this. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Open with files. 
Hey guys, this is Tito from LA. Uh, it's been a long while. Um, unfortunately, I've missed some episodes, but I have caught the last few ones. Um, I have a lot of news to go over in terms of uh, the year, the new year, and what I've been up to. Um, but I'll try to keep it short with just mainly gaming updates I've had. Um, a while back, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was really into it. Um, I, I need to get back into it to, to beat it. But since then, I've I've uh, got distracted with other games. You know how it is. Um, is that loud enough? Well? I did beat a couple yeah. games. Um, I had made friends with uh, someone new where we would play uh, some video games together. And we would play the shit out of um, Super Kirby Clash on Switch. Oh. Um, another, I, I got a Switch. I would want to try that. Update. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved Super Kirby Clash or whatever it's called. Kirby Super Clash, whatever. Um, it's a free game on the Switch. Um, it's kind of just a very mild, very, very simplistic Monster Hunter kind of thing. It's just boss fights, um, and the grind was, for the most part, enjoyable. I, As far as I understand it, most people don't really like that game because it's so simple and repetitive, but at my age, and, you know, I, I just don't have time to play games as if they're a job. Um, it, it really was just a nice kind of fun thing to do and just level up and you know, keep grinding toward new armor and new weapons. And, you know, there are some mechanics to it, but nothing super complicated, which is perfect for me. So we beat that. Um, I put in a lot of hours. Um, I, I recommend it for a free game. I, I think it's pretty good. If, if you're in that zone in life where you just can't, you know, get super detailed into a game that has a lot of complexities and mechanics to it. Um, I also beat with my friend Untitled Goose Game. Hey. I really enjoyed that yeah. game. Uh, I thought the story tied up very nicely. Yes, um, it did. Played it. I do recommend it. It's a charming, kind of simple, good-natured game. It's humorous. I wouldn't say it's funny, but it is kind of it makes you chuckle. Um, and, and I did like the ending, how everything ties up nicely. Um, so that, that was a good game. And I really got back into Breath of the Wild. Um, oh. I, continu I continued off of my save from my PC version. I've been playing Breath of the Wild on my PC with the PlayStation 4 controller with the motion control of the gyrocam or the gyroscope stuff. Um, Dan, if, if I highly recommend if you ever go back to, because you've mentioned, I think you, you plan on doing uh, reruns of, of Breath of the Wild. I would definitely encourage playing it on the PC because there's been a lot of updates with the Simu emulator. Um, I've, I've been playing it with 60 frames per second, oh, yeah. um, 1080p, um, some nice graphical enhancements in terms of... I, I never really enjoyed the, the weird uh, white film, the little white overlay that the game has where everything's kind of washed out the colors. Um, so there's like little graphic mods you can do to like kind of give it your own presets that you like and um and even choose the controls how you want the I, I didn't really like the controls on on the switch you know which buttons did what and what's cool is you can modify it and what's really cool there's some mods where like even in the in-game menu where you see like the little diagram of your controller like whether it's a, the switch or the wii u remote um they some some awesome saint made mods where it actually replaces it with an xbox one controller the ds4 controller in game showing you all like the correct button mappings and everything and uh, uh, it's so slick I, I love it and it's pretty much 100 playable 
uh, pretty much perfect. Uh, even they've they even added Vulcan support to it. So now a lot of like mid range PCs can run Breath of the Wild pretty smoothly now, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, so if you ever do a, a playthrough again with Breath of the Wild, try it out on your PC. Um, I think you you will actually really enjoy it. Um, so it it, it is kind of sad though because I'm at the point where I've pretty much done everything. I'm at around 300 Korok seeds, um, 113 shrines, and I'm scared to beat it because oh, once I, know I that do feeling. beat it, it's like the magic will be gone, and I'm really bummed about that. Um, so I'm kind of scared to beat it. So, um, so that that's that's kind of what where I'm at currently right now in terms of 2020 with gaming is I'm currently back into Breath of the Wild and terrified of beating it. Um, I am really excited for Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC. You guys were talking about it last week. Um, in terms of Corey, what Corey's opinion on the game was, because uh, you guys were trying to figure out how into it he was, I remember he, he was kind of like, he, he did know that Horizon was awesome and that, you know, he really needs to get back into it. Um, that's, that's what I remember from it. Um, I know, Dan, you didn't super enjoy it too much. Um, there are some skills in the game that help with the aiming in terms of slowing down time. So if you ever get back into the game, you, you mentioned playing it on mouse and, and uh, mouse and keyboard. But I actually, as a third-person shooter, actually, I, don't, I actually see myself continuing with the controller. Um, but when, whichever one you use, just know that there are skills in the game that you can unlock that help slow down time, and that's pretty much how people would play most of the game. The combat does get a lot easier as you get more and more powerful with more health and weapons that do more damage. Uh, similar to Breath of the Wild, where like you just can easily get outclassed, outmatched in a, in, a, in a fight with someone early on, but then pretty soon you're just owning everyone. Um, it's definitely not as complex with Breath of the Wild, but it does. It, there's a lot of stuff that you can do in terms of the fights with the tools that you have at your disposal, and the, the combat is enjoyable. Um, in Horizon Zero Dawn, so I'm. I think I will be buying it again for the PC, even though I'm currently trying to unlock the ultra hard, beat the game on ultra hard for the PS4 trophy. Um, so I'll get back to that at some point. Um, and last but not least, I have a question for everyone um, on the Thumbstick Athletes uh, team. Um, here's a question for you guys to kind of debate and you know fight amongst yourselves. Uh, what do you think is most important to a video game in terms of uh, it being a good game? So, you know, some examples to get, kind of give you guys ideas is, you know, is it story? Or is it the controls? You know, is it the gameplay? Whatever, the likable characters. I, for me, I was thinking about it, and it came down to two things. Um, I won't spoil them. I, I'll, I'll give you what I decided to stick with. I think it's experience in terms of the game developers. Um, I think a very well-experienced game de game development team is probably the most important in terms of uh, consistency and no, you know having that knowledge of what makes good game design and you know learning over time. Very experienced game developers and programmers and you know artists and all that stuff and you know the tricks of the trade and you know all those years of being in the business and knowing. Um, what works and what doesn't work with gamers. I, I would say for me, it's experience. Some people might say talent, whatever, I don't know, or they just, they just want it to be fun, whatever that may be. Um, but that's my answer is I think it's experience. Um, and I just wanted to see what you guys thought on that. Again, what do you think is most important to a video game in terms of it being a good game? 
All right, that's all I have, and I'll see you guys around. All right, thanks for that, Tito. Uh, I mean, first I want to talk about Breath of the Wild. I actually have experimented with Breath of the Wild on PC a little bit. Um, and what what got me to do it was someone had made uh, an ultra-wide uh, patch for it or whatever, mod for it. Uh, so I did I did try it out on 60 frames uh, on my ultra wide monitor and it was incredible. But that was also a couple of years ago, so that it was it was still a little bit janky at that point. Uh, so I can, like you said, it's it's probably gotten a lot better. My only fear with uh, starting something like that is, you know, is going down the 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 Breath of the Wild rabbit hole again. Um, but yeah, I, I should I, I probably even still have it on my computer. I don't. I don't clear stuff off of there too often, so I'll have to I'll have to tinker with it and see uh, see what I can what I can do with it. But yeah, um, God, I freaking love Breath of the Wild. Yeah, well, I mean, what a game! I actually really want to get back and play it. The only reason why I haven't is like I'm trying to not play every single old game ever. Like since I moved here, I've been playing only old games, nothing really new other than yeah. Kakarot. So it's just like I don't want it to hold me back too much, but yeah, I mean, what a game! And I would love to try it out on PC and see how it goes. The sixty, the sixty frames is huge. I mean, even if you watch a YouTube video, go just go watch, you know, search Breath of the Wild. You know, what? I'll call one up right now. Uh, Breath of the Wild, sixty FPS. It, it, it's incredible. It really is. Uh, so let's. Uh... That's game of the decade, right there. Yeah. The wild. It's funny he mentions he's scared to beat it. I was that same exact way. I did not want to beat it. Oh, definitely. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in total agreement with that. Um, it's sad once it's over, but uh, at the same time, I don't know how, like how fleshed out uh, the if you can do all the DLC um, for that one. But master mode like com- completely changes the game, especially especially the beginning part of the game, um, because you're so weak compared to everyone else. You pretty much like don't fight anything for a while. Uh, until you can get some decent weapons and some hearts and stuff. It, so it, it does change the game quite a bit. Because they have all the DLC installed and even Amiibo outfits in the game. Oh, that's awesome. That's insane. Uh, I didn't know it was that complete. It definitely wasn't that complete when I when I played it before. Um, finished Trials of the Master Sword. Yeah, that's a good one to do. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible at 60 frames per second. And, and you know, like he said, the, they, do, they have the 4K. They have all these different texture packs. Uh, the controller thing is a new one too. I didn't know that that it adds the right button prompts for whichever kind of controller you're using. Like you said, that person is a saint, and that's that's definitely helpful. Um, yeah, and, and I knew that that it had 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 ultra wide monitor support, which is which is why I wanted to try that. So um, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, it, it definitely was the controls that for me uh, with the game. Um, the only saving grace for me in Breath of the Wild is that it's mostly a melee game, but when I do use the bow, I use the motion controls to aim. Um, so that made it so I could actually hit things with the bow. Uh, whereas that was not the case in Horizon Zero Dawn, but I will definitely play with the keyboard and mouse with Horizon in Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm very excited for that. Because I can't, like, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, once I start got used to keyboard and mouse, I can't aim with the controller. It's it's really really bad. Johnny's the same way. It's I, I like like I spent so many years playing shooters and stuff with a controller, and then I got used to keyboard and mouse, and boom, I can't. I can't like it's embarrassing. It's it ruined I, you. I don't. Yeah, I don't. 
like I, I was I wasn't never great but I was adequate um, but now it's I can't hit anything because I actually I don't know if I told you but I downloaded uh, Halo 5 on uh, Game Pass on Xbox oh yeah, and yeah tried it out I played Couldn't... for like three minutes and I'm like I can't I can't, can't do, do this it. this is awful good thing for you halo 6 is going to be on pc so yeah i'm excited for the rest of mass that's another thing i've been playing as uh halo reach i'm working on the campaign on legendary on pc oh, yeah what a campaign it's good it's real good um but it's 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 also very hard to play by yourself <laughs> um and also yeah go ahead uh, I think Tito does remember everyone's opinions on Horizon Zero Dawn correctly. I'm yeah, pretty yep. sure. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited for it to come out on PC so everyone can play it again because I think that game's amazing and I wish I played it like earlier. Yeah. Um, first question: How do we do? We want to wait till everyone can be on to answer that. That's like that's a great question. It was. Um, what makes a video game good? Yeah, what, what like what what separates uh or, you know good good game? Yeah, what what makes a video game good and or great? I'll give him an answer. Um what makes a game good? I think replayability is kind of a factor for me because I look at games that I, I mean Dragon Ball Z Kakarot as an example, Dynasty Warriors as an example. Like those games are kind of not viewed to be good games, but I love them and they're good games to me because they're games that I still return to. I look at some of the older Pokemon games too. Um, So I think the fact that like me going back and replaying these games that I have beaten so many times before uh, is, has a huge factor on me. Right. What Um, what do you think it's about? What, what is it about those games that makes you go back to them? I, for Dynasty Warriors, for example, and I guess even Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, it's like mindless enjoyment for me because I can just go boot in, do a couple fights, and just be done and call it good. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon, like I've beaten those so many times. I know what Pokemon I like to use, uh, and I just go through it and beat it. Um, in like I think story plays a role, too, in that because I look at a game like Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, um, games like Horizon, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like I go back and play quite a bit, uh, Skyrim. A lot of those games all have really good stories for me to kind of get into and enjoy. Mass Effect is another example, and I like when I get like forget about some of the story details and then I experience it again. Like on Skyrim, playing it recently, like seeing a lot of the side stories that kind of happen throughout the game. I'm like, oh man, like that was really cool. I forgot like the immersion for this game is actually like incredible. Yeah. Um. So it's stuff like that that keeps bringing me back, and it kind of all stems back to me returning to these games and playing them. Um, so yeah, and I think, and honestly, one of my favorite games ever, which is Breath of the Wild, is the only game on my list that I haven't gone back to. Right. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole, though. (laughs) Yeah, I I plan to, which is right now I'm in the midst of so many other games, like Hollow Knight I've returned to and played a little bit of Hollow Knight, like, it's all these games that I keep coming back to, enjoying, that have stories or just, like, gameplay mechanics that I just can, like, mindlessly, you know, plug away at and just have a good time for a little bit and not think too much about it. Yeah, um, I think honestly that's a huge part of why I enjoy what I enjoy, um, and what makes it a good game. And I think what makes it a great game is a game that I constantly think about all the time. Like I look at the Final Fantasy games that I grew up playing; like those are great games to me. Um, 
yeah, even a game like Final Fantasy 15, I still think about it every now and again. I think yeah. Final Fantasy 15 is an underappreciated game. So yeah. So what I'm gonna do right now, Tito, actually, is I'm gonna go and look at my. Oh, I, I guess I can do it on my phone. I'm gonna look at my top ten games list and see if I can come up with any common elements uh, why those games would be on my top ten list. Uh, see if I can parse through any of that because I can like also send in the WhatsApp for the other two. By the way, yeah. What the heck is that? It's a weird crackling noise in my headphones um because like i'm I'm drawing blanks just just thinking about it um what the frick is that oh i bet you that's my phone interacting with the <laughs> microphone <laughs> is it my phone interacting no with i think it, it was mine it was like a, like because you remember how you, how uh the at&t phones would make the weird like alien sound in speakers yeah uh, this was like a like a electronic crackling. Um, yeah. Um, dang it. Where's episode four hundred notes? Um, yeah, just because, like I said, I, I I'm trying to th- come up with common elements. It's got to be on here somewhere. Uh, is it untitled? Nope. That's episode three ninety three. Dang it, I thought I had all these like listed in the right I know spots. I have mine listed. Outer Wilds. I might have, like, re- I probably revisited this at some point. Oh, TSA Top 10 Games list, I've got it. Uh, oh, so that, oh, I have all of them since we started the, uh, started the podcast. Ooh. Um, so I got Breath of the Wild, obviously, as, as number one. Final Fantasy VI. Mass Effect 2, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Crusader Kings 2, Guild Wars 2, Mario Kart 8, Final Fantasy Tactics, Bioshock Infinite, and Stardew Valley are my top 10. So com- common elements amongst those games. You do um, replay them. Yeah, re- re- them. replayability is important, um, but I- I'm more looking at what causes me to revisit these games um for me the outsider in all of this would be mario kart 8 what Um, about stardew stardew see well i think one of the things that these games have is our compelling worlds right so breath of the wild you know breath of the wild is breath of the wild we've talked about that to death very interesting world final fantasy 6 has an interesting world interesting setting mass effect 2 great setting witcher 3 wild hunt cool setting uh mm-hmm. guild wars 2 uh that's kind of an outsider too i guess crusader kings 2 i guess that's a little bit different uh tactics has an interesting world uh bioshock infinite obviously has an interesting world and then stardew valley has an interesting world there's there's always some mystique in these games i guess mm-hmm. um, yeah as, i would actually say world compelling goes. worlds and mystique are also high on the list too yeah um for that so yeah definitely and yes, Guild Wars does have a cool world. Guild Wars does have a cool world. It's got a very cool art style too. Um, but it wasn't. That's not why I played it. That one I played because I got highly addicted to the world versus world specifically. I didn't do as much of the raiding and stuff, even though I got a bunch of max level characters. Yeah, yeah. Tito Guild Wars does does have a cool world. Um, Mario Kart Eight is another competitive one. Um, that's two competitive games on there uh 
yeah, I don't know. Crusader Kings 2, compelling worlds in that you can shape them. You can shape them, yes. Um, I still go back. I still think every now and again, and I don't, I don't know why. It's, it's sort of weird because um, I, I talked about this before, but I had a game that I had I played in Crusader Kings 2 that I transferred to. Um, what's the what the heck is the game that came after that? Oh, shoot. Oh, um, Hearts of Iron? No, close. It was... Free, Europa Universal. Europa, thank you. I'm glad you... I, I would have had to look it up. So, yeah, I transferred a, a Crusader Kings 2 game into Europa Universalist 4. Um, so I had kind of reforged... I had started as a trade empire in, I think, Sweden. Uh, and I took over the entire northern part of Europe and, and the UK in... Um, and Crusader Kings too, and I had a massive conflict all the time with the Carpathian Empire. Um, they, they were just my enemies throughout most of the the game of Crusader Kings two, and then into Europa Universalists, and we fought wars probably every fifty years. We had knocked <laughs> out knock knocked down drag out wars. Well, it's funny because uh, my son's like kind of into ge- geography right now, and for some reason he he mentioned the carpathian mountains the other day and i was PTSD? like oh yeah i did i, I just got <laughs> the shakes like oh my god that makes me think of the like because it was probably it was probably like 100 to 150 hours of of uh antagonizing relations with the carpathian <laughs> empire so you tell him not to speak of the carpathians <laughs> it's just weird that that's the thing that he would latch on to i don't know that i've I, i've never talked to him about it yeah just you know those those weird metaverse things that that filter in i don't know there's one explanation dan your life is the truman show that you know you you wonder you you joke about it but it oh, that'd is, be horrifying that would be horrifying especially how boring my life is currently why would anybody, why would anybody want to watch me play wow why would anyone want to watch me clean and do dishes for 12 hours make food but anyway yeah that's tito i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna digest this list a little bit more and i'll we'll come back i i would ideally like to address this when everyone's on so we can discuss it as a group Um, but for right now for for me like the most important thing obviously is i think the world building in a game um it's one of the reasons why i like uh lord of the rings so much it's one of the reasons i like um uh game of thrones so much uh, it's just you know worlds that feel lived in and have a history and and are interesting uh, and worth learning. So, absolutely, I'm I'm with you. There's a lot like you know again story, mystique, world, replayability. I think those all play a huge role on kind of why we like these games so much. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, um, so at, it's game giveaway time, uh, and normally we like to roll for this, but I. Th- think what we're just gonna have to give it to tito because jake has a bunch of a bunch of games that we have to send him so so we have to do one through ten with him right yes so we will do that and and we will i'll i'll get the games i'll send them out while the episode the episodes have been taking forever to like do get all the editing and stuff done for so um i'll be down here for a while so i am going to send out everyone's games that 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 does that are getting them so uh, let's see. Okay, so 
Tito is the winner. Make it make, making an executive decision. Yeah, because I owe Jake. Let's see. Two, three. Yeah, Jake's won the last three times. So we owe Jake three games already. So Tito is the winner. Winner, chicken dinner. Okay. Uh roll yeah, roll one through ten first. We'll we'll figure out what games Jake is getting. Niner. Niner. Uh so nine would be flat heroes. So Flat Heroes is one. And number two is Aider. Flat Heroes. And Abyss Odyssey. Okay. Which is okay. game number ten. Abyss Odyssey. And Flat Heroes. Oh, Fear Three is another game that I owe Jake. So I'm I'm definitely gonna send those out tonight. What was it? Game number ten. This Odyssey. And then Fear Three. Which is I don't know, it's on here somewhere. Okay. So go ahead. We'll roll for Tito. One through one fifty. I still haven't compressed the list. Forty three. Forty three. Forty three is gone. Of course. 41. 41 is Rive, Rec, Hack, Die, Retry. Okay. I'll just put Rive. Well, I'll put 41 Rive. Okay. 30. 30 is Oil Rush. 17. 17 is... Uh, coin crypt. Oh boy. Antonio Brown uh, put himself in jail. Oh, he gave himself up? Yeah. Oh, that's good. At least there wasn't an ugly scuffle. I was ready for the Instagram live stream. 22. 22. Uh, 22 is Neighbors from Hell compilation. 22. I'll just put Neighbors. All right, so we have four. We need one more. And 54. 54 is Warhammer N times Vermintide. It's not too bad. No. Warhammer. I'd probably being the best, right? N times Vermintide. Yep. Okay, so your choices, Tito, are Rive, Hack, Slash, Yada, Yada. Uh, Oil Rush, Coin Crypt, Neighbors from Hell Compilation, and Warhammer End Times Vermintide. If you're still in the chat, let us know what you want. Uh, if not, let us know next week. Thanks for the awesome feedback, everybody. Yeah. Um, next week, we don't know what we're going to do, but we'll be back on Thursday. We'll have an episode for you. We'll do something. Uh, maybe we'll have Corey and Eric on and talk about this as an episode. I think that's a I great like idea. I was actually just going to suggest we should try to get one of Corey and Eric. Yeah. Uh, next week. And that would be a, that would make a great episode topic. And we just have our talking points and, and, and do an episode on it. Cause I think there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of areas of discussion there, obviously. So mm-hmm. a lot of directions it could go for sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for episode 441 of the thumbstick athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. 
And I'm well. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three.